Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I am your host, Tim Genovese, and much like Loki, I am burdened with glorious purpose. And that purpose is to learn how to sell. And to help me do that, we have, as always with us, uh, Oliver Young, sales director at the Young Automotive Group, and J.D. Diz Bradley, <laughs> that is a corporate <laughs> trainer with the Center of Excellence. Did you just bring us into the Marvel I Universe? Just, yeah. What oh, the yeah, hell absolutely. is Loki? Loki? Have you not seen Loki? God of mischief, brother. He's, he's from the Marvel? Oh. Yeah. See, he's the God of mischief. Mischief. I, my goal here Apparently is to I'm stop disappointing everybody. My, my goal is to stop being a sales noob and to start being the ah, god of sales. Yes, so there we that's go. what we're after. We have a special guest with us today as well. We have Curtis Groft. He is the general manager of Young Ford in Ogden. What's up? What's going on? Like pig on roller skates in here with me, so be be patient with me. Slippery. It's a little odd for me. It's really slippery. It'll be just fine. We're firing from the hip at all times, so it, it, you'll you'll be good. Tell us a little bit about uh, about yourself, about your experience, and about your expertise in sales. Yeah, I've been with the group for 15 years now. Started at Avis, just selling used cars. Um, Moved up to general manager of that store and then moved to Mazda, started a Mazda franchise. And then a year ago, I moved to Ford. So I've been through just about every position in the variable team. So I've done finance. I've done the desk. I've been sales. That's awesome. It sounds like you've got some really great experience. I'm very excited for the insight that you're going to bring to this discussion. And Tim, just to to kind of... um just to speak a little bit about Curtis, I've worked with a lot of sales professionals over the many years that I've been doing this. And Curtis has been one of those that has absolutely blown it out of the water wherever he's been. He's super impressive and we can take a lot from Curtis and, and the great oh, sales mind that he has. I've, I've been around. I've seen it every everywhere. I've seen Curtis go. He's he's blown it out of the water. Thank so. you for that, but it's it's not me. <laughs> I just happen to pick good people to surround myself with, and uh, the magic starts to happen. And uh, so humble, too. Yeah. So very, very humble. He's methodical, and <laughs> I love it. He pays attention to details, man. Fantastic. Uh, today, so our, our topic today, uh, we're calling this episode, Put It on the Shelf, and I have no idea what that means. It's surprising. You're going to like it. You're going to like it. Well, tell me a little bit about it. Okay. Well, let, let me ask you this. This is something I was thinking about the other day, guys. Um, so I, I I got up in the morning and I went to a local furniture store and I was looking for something specific, but I had really no idea how to buy it. Have you ever been somewhere where you went in there, you had no clue how to buy something? Is that oh, ever absolutely. Oh, yeah, all the time. Constantly. I, I get, uh, I call it shopper's anxiety <laughs> sometimes, especially if it's like, if it's something that I don't really know anything about. I get, I, I, I have many, many hobbies, many interests, and frequently I'll see something and I'll go, oh, that sounds fun. I want to do that. But that often requires me to make some kind of a purchase and just diving into something. I, I have no idea what well, I'm doing. And then Tim, for me, I then go online and I start to Google it and I get so much information it's that I'm much. like, I, I'm now <laughs> I'm just scared. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just confused from yeah. everything I've read. I don't have any clue where right. I'm looking. Yeah. It, yeah. it can, it can kill my interest pretty quickly too. Yeah. So, so you get there still having no idea really how to 100%. buy. Yeah. I got a ton of information, but I don't know how to buy. Absolutely. And I, and I think that happens a lot. I think, I think a lot of people will go somewhere they don't really understand or know how to buy. So they either end up overspending. I think that they'll get the wrong thing or they'll even underspend and, and maybe not spend enough to get the actual right thing. Now, we, we were talking the other day yeah. about shoes, right? I've, I've done that. Yeah, absolutely. I So when, when I very first started running uh, 10, 10 or so years ago, I walked in and out of several shoe stores without buying a thing before I, I was ever even able to find what I needed. Just because I'll walk in and I because I don't know what I'm looking for, because I don't know what, what I'm after, 
if there's not somebody there who has the expertise to help me or who is, who is going to ask me what, uh, what I need or, or who's going to help guide me through that buying process, I'm out of there. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one of the things we're talking about today is, is an actual, this is an actual skill, I think, for, for sales professionals is to be able to recognize when somebody comes in to buy our product, goods, or services and realize you've got to take them through a process. But there's a lot of times when people have that angst or they have that anxiety of, of buying. It's buyer's anxiety. And they get in there like, my wife and I will go shopping at a grocery store and we get that fuzzy, overwhelming, we didn't have a plan when we came in and we're putting stuff in our basket. We got no business put in our basket. Yeah, don't send me to the grocery store without a list, or I'm going to come home with all kinds of random stuff, yeah, buckets of ice cream 100%. that has nothing to do. If there was somebody there at the beginning of the grocery store that would say, Mr. Bradley, uh, what are you wanting to accomplish today? I'd be like, well, I was sent here for eggs. There's 30 things in my basket here that I shouldn't have. Can you help me out? Right? It happens. And so if a sales professional, in my opinion, is not prepared to actually handle these weird little nuances and thoughts that these customers have that come in to, to look at your products, your goods, or your services. I still think people will use excuses to get out of there. Why, why do you think people do that? I just, I'm going to open that up. Why do people, they go somewhere with the full intent to shop, but then all of a sudden it's excuse time and they just leave? Well, I think it's that anxiety that Tim was talking about. You get there, you get uncomfortable, you start to feel the pressure, you start to feel everything coming in at you, the, the sales pitch, because you know, that's what they're expecting. When I walk into RC Willys, that's what I start to feel or walk into the buckle. I feel the ladies asking me what I want and I start to get overwhelmed and just, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like I, I got to leave. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yep. And for me, I want to think, oh, okay, I may, maybe I don't understand what this person is saying. So I need to go back and I need to research more or think more about it or, but I already came in with so much of that already. Right. And it's usually just going to do more damage because right. now I got a different person's perspective, a, a ton of information. But that I think what Curtis is saying is just that over anxiety. And I, I just don't know how to make a decision right, right now. And the yeah. stupid well, part is I went to the store to buy that product. And yep. I had already done my research. I already knew what I was looking for. I already knew what I wanted. And I walked in and then I walk out with nothing. I'm like, well, that was a waste of my time. What the <laughs> hell happened? Well, and often I will encounter variables when we get to, you know, when, when we're actually in a showroom or, or at a store, we'll encounter variables that, that we didn't expect. And at that point, it's like, well, I, you know, I don't know. Do I get the one with the extra battery life? Do I get the one with the bigger screen? I, I don't want to regret this decision. Right. I have a hard time with pizza sometimes. <laughs> like... <laughs> Do do I do I want pepperoni? Do I want sausage? The stuffed crust or not? I, I don't I don't want to regret this decision. You know, after the fact, after I've made the purchase. Listen, and, based and on JD, being the biggest guy in the room, I've never had that struggle. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, and I like what you were saying in regards to over-purchasing and under-purchasing. I've definitely experienced over-purchasing. Like, I think my computer has like way more gig than I will ever ever use, and. I probably didn't need that much, but because of me just going in and focusing on price and what's what's going to do the best for me, I just went and instead of somebody s slowing me down and helping, but at the same time, I, I know I've underpurchased, but I've been like, I'm just focused on price. So I bought the cheapest thing I could find and I definitely wasted money because I didn't just slow down and, and, and get what was actually needed. That's it right there. I, I say it just like Oliver, I've done the 
the same, both over purchase, under purchase. You go into a power sports store, good luck, right? I walk in, they sell me the whole kit and caboodle. And then there's other times I'm like, oh, I don't want to spend the extra money on the, the factory doors. So I'm going to buy these little cheap ones. And then two months later, I'm there. I'm like, these things suck. I need new ones. Give me the real ones. And I'm like, oh, now I'm out both. Right. Nice. Exactly. So we can agree that this this happens, I think, more than what even most of our sales professionals realize. Oh, absolutely. Every right? day. Every day. Every day. Every day. And, and the, the crazy thing about it is there's been times when I've gone into a, a store and they've been talking about things so technical that I realized very quickly after getting there that I have no idea what I'm talking about. Like if I was an avid runner like Tim over there, I would go in and say, hey, I need running shoes. Well, then they start going, well, what kind of shoe do you need? What is your arch like? Hey, how do your feet measure out? And I'm like, I, I don't I don't know any of that. And then I feel as and I'm, I'm that typical man that comes in and I'm that quiet shopper where I'm too prideful to ask for help. It's that guy that won't stop and ask for directions, even though his wife is saying, you're lost. You yeah. know you're lost. Why don't you? Right. Right. But absolutely. I'm that guy that's in there going, I'm not going to ask anyone. And then I either end up buying something I don't need or I leave. So what we're going to talk about today is how do you actually stop that from happening as a sales professional so that you can capitalize on the process? Because a lot of times people come in with these smoke screens. Hey, well, what is the price of that? Or, well, it's just you know, a reflex. They don't know anything else to ask. That's it. And, and most of the time it's because of, you know, I'm embarrassed that I don't know, or maybe I know too much and I'm confused. And my guard's up. A hundred percent. Salesperson, right? So let's, I want to, I want to break this down. We're going to, this is where Tim shelfing comes in. Okay. Right. Because a lot of times when these people have these, these little excuses or these little smoke screens, you have to be able to do what we call putting it up on a shelf and saving that guy for later. It's like saying, Hey, let's put a pin in it real quick because we're not there yet. I can see that you're on information overload. We need to back this down a second and simplify and find out some basic things before we move forward because I can't help you until I know some of these basics. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. So there's there's a there's a few different ways that you can handle this. Let me ask you this. Why, if a customer was to, let's just use price for a second and just say, well, well how much does that cost? Why would we want to just put that aside for a second? Why do we want to shelf that? We'll talk about uh, actually acknowledging what they're saying, but why would we want to just kind of put that aside? Really, for me, it's because it, it's not what matters right now. Price is a important and it's absolutely necessary in order to fulfill the transaction. But what's important is what needs is the products fulfilling, Sure, right? That's what's really important. That's what the customer cares about. Is this going to help that customer in their life? Yeah. And that is more important than price. Right. Yeah. Price seems like that's one of those things. Well, we can figure that out later. We can make something work yeah. at well, another and time. Right now, let's let's figure out what you need and you know why you need. And most of the time they ask that, that question about price because they don't know any better, yep. right? That's, yeah. that's just a reflex. Yeah. And we haven't even landed on the right vehicle. We don't even know if we've got the right product for you. So before I even worry about anything else, let's yeah. let's make sure I've got the right product. Right. Yeah. If we go back to Oliver's, I don't know if my computer can, if I need 1.21 gigawatts of electricity, right? I, don't, <laughs> I have no, right? Well, if Only you're going to get it up to 88. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we're going to hit, we're going to hit 1959. No, that's the thing is you got to remember the Back to the Future. That was a Back Easy to the Future biff. reference. Easy um, biff. <laughs> you, but, but if you don't know that as a, as a consumer, I don't know as a salesperson how to help you. So we got to set it aside for a second. I think we can all agree on that. Okay. So the very first step that we use is just acknowledging the fact that somebody did ask a question, because if you don't all acknowledge that somebody has asked a question, how do you think they feel? That nobody's listening. Yeah, that they're absolutely. not listening. They, to they, you. You're a salesperson. It's that pitch. It's that... S- 
that sales scheme they're walking into, you know? They're he's not, not a, even listening he's to not me. Addressing oh, it. He's not addressing it. You're, you're telling me that me. confirms every fear that somebody's had about dealing with a sales professional? That angst that they had coming on the lot. Right. You just are validating it 100%. <laughs> you just cemented it in Yeah, there, it's right? done. So the first thing we do is we acknowledge the fact that they said something by just simply saying, oh, I, I completely understand. Absolutely. Price is important to you. We're going to get to that. It's it's just acknowledging that they've got a question. Now there's a need that I have to fulfill. The second, the second part of this step is it at least being able to move past in such a way that they don't feel like not only you're acknowledging what they're saying, but just blowing past it and not even caring, but being able to use a phrase that helps you move past what they're saying, because it's not time. It's not time to talk about 1.21 gigawatts of electricity, right? The, the gig, the RAM, I don't even know computers, but it's not talking time to talk about that, right? So we use phrases like, by the way, hey, speaking of which, oh, hey, you know what? That reminds me. Hey, with that said, on that note, and what these things are these these little interrupters i call them get past it phrases because you got to be able to get past what they're saying in order to move the conversation in a direction that's going to be best for them right it's not best for you as a sales professional because you got to take it back to the most basic things so the way that you would say this is if somebody said well what's the price of your product goods or services you know you're going to let them know how obviously price is going to be important to you but before we go over price so that i can understand better what you're looking for let's dig a little bit more into some of the basic needs do you have speaking of those basic needs you see what i did there speaking of those basic needs that helps you get past what it is that they're trying to get to because it is right what, what curtis said it's these reflexes these real quick, what's the price? What's the price? Or, hey, I, I don't really have to buy it right now. You know, can can you help me down the road? It's these little things that these customers say. So the second thing would be to use your get past it phrase. Speaking of which, by the way, on that note, uh, you bring up a good point. That's a great question. All of these things to be able to move to another question, which I, I call moving on. So the next question you're going to ask helps you move on. And we generally use an either or question to help focus or control the conversation in a specific direction. So what would be an example, Oliver, of like an either or question you would tag on the end of that? Yeah. Are, are you looking at financing this or are you planning on paying cash? You're going to be paying some cash or are you doing some financing? What, what's something you would say, Curtis? You looking to trade one in this time or are you just adding to the fleet? You're trading in, you're adding to the fleet. Are, are, are you looking to, to have a faster download speed or is this just going to be for everyday use in your home? Are you looking for for the oven to be able to cook something in a matter of minutes, or is it just a slow and methodical process, right? It's it's taking your product goods and services and adapting an either or question to help move the process forward. And and the reason we call this putting it on the shelf is it's literally, let's let's tie this all together. It's literally saying, no, I totally understand that you asked a question, but on that note, by the way, speaking of which, that reminds me, let's put this on that shelf for a second because it's not time to get into price if we don't know exactly what it is you're looking for. And let's steer steer that conversation in a direction that's going to help. Does that make sense? So literally, Oliver, let's just let's just take this from the top. Just ask me what the price of the product, goods, or services would be. Yeah, and I'm going to give you a difficult one. Do it. it is. No, no, do I, it. I, I know. It. I know you're a pro. Challenge me, brother. What? What's the price of that apple? Ooh, you know, the nice thing about those apples is they're they're extremely delicious. But before we get into price, to be able to figure out exactly what kind of apple you're looking for, let me ask you a couple of questions. Now, speaking of those specific apples, are you looking for those dark red delicious ones? Or are you looking for more of a golden delicious oh, apple? Oh, man, that was slick. Right? On an apple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? You can, we can go apples. We can go oranges. This works for pretty much anything, do you, right? Do you, do you like a tart apple or do you like something that's a little bit more yeah. sweet? 
Yeah, look at go. that, Tim. We're, we're moving Tim, up. You're moving Sales on. Loki nothing. is gaining knowledge. I don't know what that means, Loki. But yeah, oh boy. It, it, with any product, you can absolutely do it. Now, sometimes, though, when you're starting this, it's 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 good to be quick first and then lengthen it out. Right. So, Curtis, let me give you one. Uh, hey, what what can you give me on, on my trade-in? Gosh, there's a lot of things that determine the trade-in value, and I'm going to have my appraiser take a look at that. While he's doing that, why don't we take a look at a few of these ones that we've got and find that perfect vehicle for you. Speaking of, are you looking for a truck this time or are you thinking maybe an SUV? Oh, probably an SUV, right? You can actually speed that process up by just being super quick. Well, and one thing I don't want to... like. I don't want people to think that you can't just acknowledge price. You know, for me, if I've got my guys and I'm training them and I, you know, I actually did a training on this just recently. I'm okay if you acknowledge a price right out the gate. The price of this one's 38990 Speaking of price, are you looking for something a little bit more well-equipped or something a little bit more basic? Yeah. You know, it's, it's okay to acknowledge that right out the gate. It's, it's so that you continue it right after and you're quick with a response to where there's not that dead space. Well, this one's 38990 Oh uh, man, what just happened? Can you give me your card? No, right? it's it's you right, continue right, that right. conversation forward with the with your shelving phrases and your continuing phrases. Well, and this this goes so far beyond just price too, right? This is this is essentially any hesitation or or any reason that I'm gonna somebody's... simplify that. It's any question, you yeah, know, that you, you you're go. not ready to address right now because you're not to that point in the process. Yeah. And I mean, there's some typical ones. The the most common ones are obviously price. What's my trade worth? What are my payments going to be on this thing? Do you guys have any discounts or rebates? Maybe even what interest rate can you get me? Those are going to be kind of your five typical ones, but those are just, again, they're reflex questions because people don't know any better mm -hmm. what to ask. And, and in the sales world, it, world, it could be, do you have financing options for this? Hey, you guys remember layaway? Can I put this on layaway? No. You know, it, it, again, not not just car centric. This applies to pretty much anything we have in, in the sales world. And it's a tool that you utilize and use to be able to get past some of these reflexes that a customer has, which is so important because if you don't, and you're that sales professional that can't handle that, customers are going to have that anxiety. They're going to sit there and go, I, I either know too much or I don't know enough. And so I always think to myself, I need to take time. When a guest says I need to take time, it means they're leaving because they're confused and you haven't helped them get past some of these reflexes that they have. Well, and one of the things we've talked about before is that, that the customer is not an expert in this process. The customer is not an expert in buying whatever they're buying. You're an expert in selling it and it's your responsibility to guide them through that process. And this is a fantastic, fantastic way to guide them through it. As a matter of fact, I would say it's it's part of what your responsibility is as a salesperson. 100%. Absolutely. Amen. So It's a great skill. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I really love it. This has been one of my favorites so far. I do want to ask, uh, do we have an action item this week? Yes, yes. So your action item, I'm going to give you an action item, is to sit down and I want you to think of as many get past get past it phrases. We can call them bridge phrases. We can call them road, uh, uh, unblocking the road phrases. Any, as many get past phrases as you can possibly come up with. Again, they're thinking or speaking of, by the way, with that said, that reminds me. And JD, <clears throat> I was at one of your trainings. Yes. And I saw, and the guy came up with 22, there was, 21. Yeah, he had 22 oh, wow. or 23. And it was impressive and they all work. I'm like, I got the same four tricks I use every single <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. That so was amazing. Because if you can't, as many as you possibly can, because as a sales professional, the last thing you you want to seem as repetitive. So if you're always saying, by the way, by the way, by the way, by the way, by well, the way. It makes you a one trick pony. Yeah, they pick up on it, right? And then sure. all of a sudden that trick don't work and you go, oh man. So as many as you can possibly come up with. Cool. Love Fantastic. It. I love it. All right. Well, I've been, as usual, I've been taking copious notes. There we go. Uh, copious. So, so here's my here's my rundown. Uh, so basically, sh shopper's anxiety is a real thing. It's very common. It's not limited to just the people in this room. It's just about anybody. This causes excuses. It causes smoke screens. It, it causes people to put up walls. And uh, basically what we're trying to do here is we're trying to put those 
those concerns on the on the shelf. We're trying to put any question really that is that we're not ready to answer yet on the shelf and move the conversation in a direction that's going to be beneficial for you. It's going to be beneficial for the customer. The way that we do that is we acknowledge that the customer has asked a question. We don't want to validate their fear that you're just here to pitch them, right? We want to make sure that they know that we're listening. The next thing we want to do is use a phrase that helps you move past that concern or that question that, you, that we're not quite ready to get to yet. These can be things like, by the way, or on that note, these are get past it phrases. This is how we move the conversation in a direction that's going to be best for the customer as well, because we're really trying to suss out what's going to be best for them. Uh, and then finally, we're going to move on with an either or question. So like, are we looking to finance or pay cash today? Are you looking uh, just to commute with this vehicle? Or are you planning on, on taking some road trips? Are we looking for a tart apple or a sweet apple? So simple, simple stuff like that. How'd I do? We good? <laughs> Fantastic. I would say cool. you have a plethora of notes. Yeah, you, you always make us sound <laughs> way better than we are. Plethora. Good notes. No, you guys, this is fantastic. I do want to ask anybody listening, if you'll do us a big favor, rate us on iTunes, leave us a review, uh, and share this with anybody who you think it could benefit. Additionally, if you do have questions for us, or if, you've ha if you have ideas for podcast uh, topics, send us an email. It's podcast at youngcoe.com. Uh, anything else before we wrap up? Let's go. Okay. Let's kill it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. See you next time. Take care. Yeah.